0: Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Bill Bennett Podcast. This is the Thanksgiving show, the official Thanksgiving show. On today's show, Bill and I will talk a little Thanksgiving, we'll talk football, uh, we'll read some emails, and we will have a very, very, very special guest. That's right, Mrs. Bennett is going to join me in the second segment of the show today. Of course, we're going to do her table rolls. We'll talk a little bit about the 30th uh, anniversary edition of the book, of Virtues uh, available now. I have already got a couple copies. I've got a copy for my son, Manny. I've got a copy for my nephew, Mason, uh, a copy for my nephew, Jason, a copy for my niece, Kayla, my niece, Aaron, my younger sister, Janai, uh, because we want to make sure that these values are passed on. And so uh, I've got several copies that are headed My way for the holidays, I want to gift these to these young people. And I'm sure you'll want to do the same thing. You can uh, check it out on Amazon. Just uh, type in the 30th edition of the Book of Virtues. And so, yeah, so we've got uh, uh, Dr. Bennett. We've got Mrs. Bennett. And so enjoy the show. Hey, Claude, man, here we go. Thanksgiving week. Mm Mm-hmm. Big week in our house. We already have the trial turkey. Yeah, uh, the trial turkey. Some people who are new to the show may not be familiar with this trial turkey situation. Talk about the trial turkey for a second. I think you ought to
1: elaborate. I know you're going to do uh, talk to Mrs. Bennett as well right. on this podcast. So I think she can give you more detail. But as I understand it, trial turkey is to test the system. Right. Uh, And they get extra gravy. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
1: And I heard one funny comment, which I prefer you didn't repeat to Mrs. Bennett. Okay, the audience can hear it. She said, oh, you know, I didn't pay much attention to this trial turkey I just cooked and it came out perfectly. (laughs) And so she's worried that she'll, you know, she'll press real turkey, you know. Yeah. She'll focus too much instead of being. Relaxed like she was with the first turkey. Yeah. I said, "Well, if that's the case, then just just heat just heat up the first turkey." She <laughs> said, "No, we have to have fresh turkey." <laughs> right <laughs> Whatever, I'll leave
0: that to her and you. Okay, right? Yeah, you got yeah. it. You know, you know my girl. So, yeah. oh, there you go. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, and the right, and so anyway, we got the trial turkey. Uh, that's all done. And uh, any idea? I guess I can talk to Mrs. Bennett about what's on the menu and things like that. You want to talk a little football headed into? Um, I, yeah, even, yeah, I, yeah, the only thing that's on the menu
1: I should mention is mine, and she has strong objection to it, but um, she lets me have my own little dish of that cranberry jelly. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It yeah, comes yeah, in the yeah. can. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you open it up, it's got the shape of the can circles on it. Yes, yes, you know, yes. And yes. It, sh- it shakes. Right. She, ma- she makes a cranberry mold, you know, a whole, whole original thing with real cranberries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't like
0: that. I like the sugary. Jelly one, right out the can. I'm right with you on that. My yeah, okay. preference is the one right out the can. Do you slice it according to the ribs of the can, like the way the I can do. kind of? Yeah, that's how you gotta yeah. do. You slice slice it, it horizontally. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah,
1: exactly. Right. And I, but, I, <laughs> but, I, but when I make the sandwich on Friday, I use mayonnaise, and you
0: probably don't. No, I don't know. No, we don't do that. But, you don't do yeah. me, do you? Maybe I'll try this year. I'll try some. I don't, on the I, set. Don't have, I don't understand this <laughs> c- cultural gap we have. But. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So before we get to emails, let's, do you want to talk a little bit of football? We. Um, I guess the biggest yes. thing is um, Ohio State, Michigan headed into Thanksgiving weekend.
1: Well, I'm still an Alabama fan, and mm-hmm. I see I see a way. There is. There's a way. Mm-hmm. There's like 2% chance. Here's the way. Uh, the four now, I believe, are uh, clear. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, Michigan mm-hmm. and TCU correct uh, however, one of those will drop out correct because T- because Michigan or Ohio State whoever loses will probably get it go out unless it's a very close game right uh, usually isn't um, all right so that would make it back to three. USC then has a good uh, a good argument. Mm-hmm. Though they're very loose on defense, they you know they had a shootout with UCLA, right? And they won like fifty-one forty-eight. Uh, the announcer kept saying, "Whoever punts loses," mm-hmm. you know, right, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, every team they scored almost every time they had the ball. Each team, um, so so they could get in. However, Tennessee is now out. I mean, right. did you see that? They were destroyed I by my South yeah. Carolina. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe sixty-three it. points. Yeah, and I don't know if you know the little background here, but the week before Tennessee ran it up against Missouri, correct? And they were criticized for that. Mm-hmm. They were throwing long passes when they had 50, they had fifty-six points, you know, mm-hmm. and they were criticized. Well, South Carolina did the same thing to them, right? Uh, and got sixty-three. Uh, so Tennessee's gone. Forget it. They may not be in the top 10. Plus their quarterback, Hendon Hooker, uh, is, is out. All right. So they're out. So Alabama's maybe seventh now. They move up to sixth with Tennessee out. Uh, they're behind the, the four I mentioned plus, uh, USC. USC, but they're ahead of Clemson because, uh, hey, Clemson had a huge loss at Notre Dame. Yeah, Alabama has two losses, but total by a total of four points. Right. You know, one field goal, one uh, extra uh, two-point conversion. Well, that was LSU. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting LSU in this mix. That's the other team that's ahead of Alabama. So LSU will win the West uh, in the SEC. They will play Georgia. Mm-hmm. If they are very close to Georgia, they may stay in. They'll At least they'll stay ahead of Alabama. But if they get destroyed by Georgia, they are a three-loss team. Right. They can't get in. They've lost two games already, mm-hmm. one of them to Tennessee. Right. And one of them the first game to Florida State. So under that scenario, people might say, come on, we all know Alabama's better. Um, problem is LSU beat Alabama head right. Head. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's. I think we've mentioned all the teams that are likely to get in. If USC then, I, I should finish that thought, goes and then plays in the Pac-12 championship, They'll play Utah or Washington or Oregon. Mm-hmm. Utah's already beat them. Right. Uh, and the other teams could beat them. So we'll see. So that's open. Um, but the big news, of course, is the pro sports is how about them Cowboys? 40 to three over the Vikings. Yes. Uh, and the Vikings were mm-hmm. seven and one. The Vikings had beaten the Buffalo Bills. Right. Four. Mm-hmm. But, well, let's watch Thanksgiving. Let's see. They're playing the Giants on Thanksgiving. That's a big game. The Lions, the Lions are playing someone.
0: They always They're play playing them. Buffalo, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's going to well, we'll see how that works out. It usually doesn't work out well for Buffalo. I mean, for uh, Detroit. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's right. That You're right. You're right. Anyway, that's that's what's going on. That's all I know. All right. Well, there you go. How about we jump into some emails? Yeah, I like that. All right. This one from our friend Howard Glass. He says, hi, Bill and Claude. I agree with you 100 percent about Trump. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I always agree 100% with you guys. Uh, he says he should not run, although we know he is going to run now. He says he cannot win again. Some voters care nothing about policy. Personality is all they see. Uh, he, uh, he says, in my opinion, the Democrats have long been better politicians. Their policies are awful, but they know how to play voters. Well, he's right about
1: that. And I've said so. They know how to play the game better. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I mean, I don't know if 2020 was stolen. Uh, I know there were a lot of mail-in voters. I know if 42,000 votes had changed, Trump would be president today. Uh, so I suspect, you know, with all that mail-in stuff and all the confusion of the COVID. There were lots of opportunities uh, to uh, play hanky-panky. This time, I don't know if hanky-panky was played by the Democrats, but they did a better job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got out to vote. They've got the mail-in. I mean, uh, Republicans focus on Election Day. Uh, one, and uh, not on the months leading up to it, which Democrats do. So they need to play the game better. I agree with Howard. Second, we had a lot of candidates who weren't very good it's for the Senate. And um, I'm afraid, you know, a lot of them were picked by Donald Trump. And uh, I am, like Mark and very grateful for his presidency. And I think it's one of the great conservative presidencies in American history in terms of the accomplishments on, um, you know, the economy. Foreign policy, crime, the border, um, Israel, excellent. Um, policy, Trump's personality up to a point. And the personality of Trump is such that I don't think he can get elected. I just don't think he can get elected. Uh, and the Republicans need to win the election in 2024. So I agree with Howard. Play the game better. Get a good candidate. I think DeSantis is the best candidate. By the way, important difference between Trump and DeSantis. You know what it is in policy? What's that? You no, know, Trump switched, but Trump was in favor of the uh, shutdowns. You remember when Governor Kemp in Georgia opened up Georgia, Trump criticized him, said he was putting his people in danger. Mm-hmm. It wasn't accurate. Kemp knew what he was doing. Uh, DeSantis did the same thing as Kemp. Trump then, I mean, don't you remember Trump up there saying, you know, listen to Burks, Alexander mm-hmm. Burks and um, Fauci shut it down. He was for that. Now he switched. You know, after Kemp and DeSantis and said, well, I'll let governors make the decision. But that was one that was one big difference. Uh I mean, I, you know, I can't blame the guy, really. I didn't know what to do. Right. A lot of us didn't know what to do. But but you can't you certainly can't blame Kemp or DeSantis for keeping it open and uh and not not showing a much worse body count or a worse body count. Anyway, uh, I don't think he can win. I'm grateful to him for his presidency, for his policies, um, and uh, I'm disappointed in
0: some of the things he said and did, how he acted, but he can't win. That's the bottom line. All right. Let's move on to our friend Don. Uh, the first thing Don wanted to do was have a separation of the Dons, or maybe a clarification yeah, separation of, of the Dons. Don's. Yeah. Party uh, so of this, the Dons. Right. This is Don's. Sounds like Washington. a mafia thing. Yes, it does. Doesn't it? Uh, It says, Claude, this is Don from Redmond, Washington. Uh says, I've been honored to have you read several of my emails in the past few years. But on your November 14th, 2022 podcast, you read another email from Don uh, that I did not write. So it sounds like you've confused the Dons and perhaps you're guilty of fawning on the Dons. (laughs) He says, in the future, if I'm again honored uh, by having my email read, could you refer to me as Don from Washington State? And the other Don as being from whichever state he resides. He's from South Florida. So I'm just trying to remember the email that we read. I think the email we read on the last show was from Don in South Florida. Yeah. Okay. Well that's why Don in Washington is complaining. Oh doesn't want to be confused. It was yeah. Th- Okay. let's see. He says, that said, I must say uh, uh, that for the first time, I don't agree with Dr. Bennett. I was hoping that uh, Mr. Trump would not run again. But now that he has declared, he will undoubtedly uh, win the Republican nomination. He may uh, even clear the field. So with that reality, we must get behind him because we cannot allow another four years of Democratic control of the presidency. Wishing you both a happy Thanksgiving, Don from Washington.
1: I agree with the conclusion, but not the premise. All right. We cannot afford another four years of Democrat control. That's why we expect the most the candidate most likely to win. I don't think that's Donald Trump. If he is in the primary, I will not vote for him in the primary. I'll vote for DeSantis or someone else right now. But if he's the candidate, yeah, I'll I'll support it. But I just think it's a real uphill battle if he's the candidate. Okay, Don from Washington. Yes. Not to be mistaken with Don from South Florida. And, and by the way... Have you ever sat in a coach seat like 32F <laughs> from from Miami to Seattle? That's got to be tough. That's I think gotta that's gotta one be of tough. the longest flights in America. Yeah, I bet. nonstop stop Miami to Seattle. I've done it, and it's mm-hmm. tough. And I was in 32D or e, DEF, whatever it is, F, I think, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Terrible. Tough.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I right, couldn't see. do it today.
0: Mm-hmm. We've got, I have to get up. I have to get up too often. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Uh, let's I see. Don't to, I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. Go let's ahead. not even talk about it. Neil, uh, Neil is checking in from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, home of uh, Lancaster. Splinter. It's Lancaster, Lancaster. Yeah. Home of some great Amish uh, farmers market, by the way. Yes. Uh, right.
1: <laughs> let's see. Amish potato salad is should put that on the um, Thanksgiving list. Yeah, it's got mustard in it, but it also has mayo. So never okay. mind. We can mix Claude. it. We
0: can mix it. That's good. Well,
1: Claude, I know you're okay. Okay. We're not, we're <laughs> <not> gonna... <laughs> Just, people are going to wonder what this mayo thing is.
0: We're going to get mail and you're going to have to answer. I will. I, will. I, I, right. I certainly will. Let's see. As a conservative Republican voter from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, My wife and I voted for Mr. Trump in the last two elections and were very happy with the way he governed the country after winning the first time. It was sad to see him lose that last election, especially after witnessing the disaster that has taken place under the Biden administration. That said, my wife and I agree entirely with the contents of your podcast. We also feel that it's time for a change and for the very reason that you alluded to. And our personal choice at this time would be Ron DeSantis. Although my wife and I would vote, uh, would vote. Although my wife and I would vote again for Donald Trump against any Democrat nominee, a number of my friends and relatives would not, and that is further proof to us that your podcast comments are well taken. Let's get your comments on that, and then Neil also sent some stuff about Thanksgiving. This is not Don from Lancaster, right? No, no, this is <laughs> this is Neil. We're done with the Dons for now. Yeah, no more Dons. No
1: more Dons. Neil, no, I, well, I agree, Neil. I mean, I know. Yeah. I mean, I know people who are good, solid conservatives and I know people who just are, you know, run of the mill, decent Republicans and almost all the people I know in both groups do not want to see Trump as the nominee. Right. The welcome has been worn out. You know, embrace the legacy, Mr. President. You have a great one. But don't you know, don't don't be Don Larson. You know, who Don Larson was. No, it's the only I think still the only perfect game. In a World Series. Perfect game he pitched all by himself, nine innings.
0: They don't go nine innings anymore, do they? No, no, no. I mean, you know, very rarely someone will pitch a complete game, but yeah.
1: He did a complete game and it was a perfect game in the World Series. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess retired a little bit, but then he went, tried to stay in baseball. And uh, I saw him 1966, I think, or 67 in Austin, Texas, playing for the double A Austin Braves. Hmm. I mean, you a crowd of maybe eighty people, mm-hmm. and he had been at Yankee Stadium pitching a perfect game, mm-hmm. and uh, I heard he was warming up in the bullpen. And I walked over, and was, nobody at the game, you know, <laughs> a couple of drunks there saying, "Hey, Larson, hey, hey Yankee uh-huh. Stadium." I mean, I just, I was just thinking, I wish he hadn't ended his career like that. <laughs> Right, go out right on the high, you know well right when you're yeah. on the high, I was thinking of the same thing about Brady, uh, but you know I don't know the Tampa Bay is back, maybe it's w- such a weak division um but I, you know, I just wish trump would uh it'd be terrible if he's the nominee and gets and gets beaten, and then you know says the election is stolen, and here we are again, right, um. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, there's so much anger and bitterness in the Congress. And I see that McCarthy wants to deny, Speaker McCarthy likely for the, for the Republicans wants to deny seats to Schiff and, and Swalwell and others. And. There's justice in that, but they got to be very careful that they don't just look vindictive and that they're fighting Democrats and punishing them and Mm -hmm. and calling witnesses in the Hunter Biden thing. The Hunter Biden thing should have its own special counsel. You know, they got one on Trump. They should certainly have one on this, but they don't. And do Republicans spend their time doing that? People are going to say, what about inflation? What about, you know, the price of eggs, gasoline? So Republicans need to be careful on that front. Sorry, I wasn't what the email was about, but.
0: No, that's fine. You got, you got me thinking. You got me yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and then uh Neil uh, finished up uh, saying pertaining to Thanksgiving, most of our family will be coming to our home for the holiday. Uh, it's always been that way. However, since uh, my wife and I are now in our mid-80s and not physically able to do all the preparations, our daughter and oldest son has taken over this task. Most of our grandchildren, although they now live far and wide, will hopefully be here, too. Even though we all usually end up eating too much, it's usually a very enjoyable and memorable event. Uh, and as a final note, both my wife, Barbara, and I enjoy all of your podcasts very much and also are happy to see you as an occasional uh, occasional panel guest on Fox.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would say this uh, to Neil. It's Neil, right? Yes. It's not Don.
0: No, 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 Neil. <laughs> Give up to Don, thing now. Right? Yeah. 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 Don in Washington will correct us if this is not Neil in Lansing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get Neil from Detroit who will right. be upset. Mm-hmm. Um, You're know, in the mid 80s, eat all you want. Yep. Yep. That's the thing, you know, right? Just yeah. eat all,
0: all you on want. I don't care. And then go to sleep. Since we end up in eating too much, there's no such thing as that. Not on Thursday, that. But if you're in your 80s,
1: you know, people don't expect you to be doing a whole hell of a lot anyway. Yeah. Just go to sleep. Have turkey. Have some wine. Go to sleep. Take a nap. Mm-hmm. Wake <laughs> up for the Cowboys game or wake up for the Buffalo Bills game. Right. That's what I say.
0: All right, Claude, anything else? Yeah. You got time for one more email? We don't I, have do. This is, okay. oh, I do. Okay. Oh, I love the emails. All right. So this one, actually, it's it's a... It's an email in their email. Their name is not in it. So I have no clue who this is. So maybe, well, let's call him Don. Yeah. Don, another Don from uh, the internet uh, has four points. They said, number one, there's no disputing that Trump uh, brought 12 million additional voters to the polls for a good segment of these voters, mainly high school educated white males from rural America. There's no Trumpism without Trump on the ballot. Uh, This Trump constituency could care, uh, couldn't care less uh, what the GOP leaders or opinion uh, leaders say here in rural Michigan. And so this is a someone is from Michigan. It's not uh, uncommon to see Trump 2024 flags, homemade signs and even repainted signs off uh, barns. Uh, yeah, and I've
1: heard I've heard this before. If you object to Trump, get off the interstate, mm-hmm. you know, get off the interstate, go into the heartland of America and you'll see Trump signs everywhere. Yep. I, I understand that. I understand that. And, and I agree with it. And I know why.
0: Point number two uh, says Trump's motivation in announcing now may be to help inoculate himself from criminal indictment. Now he can claim any such action against him would be politically motivated. He could claim that anyway. But yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's more of a point to it. Yeah. Point three is this is the big question. Uh, if Trump doesn't get to play quarterback, will he take his football and go home? A third-party candidacy would hand the Democrats, who have their own quandary of uh, sh- uh, and shallow bench, uh, a certain victory. And then they said, uh, number four: Will Trump have the resources to compete through Super Tuesday? There's anecdotal evidence to suggest that the uh, GOP donor class will no longer support yeah. him, and that his yeah. grassroots supporters are suffering from financial fatigue.
1: No, there is something to that, um, and it's it's a, it's a it's a lot of the big big boys. The big rich guys have already said they're not going to support Trump candidacy. So I think there's a lot to that point. We'll just have to see how this plays out. I, you know, I was interested to see a poll the other day where it's like 10 people were in it. Trump, DeSantis, um, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. And Trump You know, gets 36%, 38% of the vote. And the others divide it. That's like a seven or eight person field. Two person field, DeSantis, Trump, DeSantis, 60 Trump 40. Hmm. So it'll depend. I think it could very well depend on the size of the field. You know, what's interesting to me? We get these emails, and you know, you didn't pick them by topic. You just picked them by, I don't know, whatever method you used. Mm-hmm. But they're all about the same thing. They're all about yeah. Trump. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we have, and there's plenty more with that. Came Republicans from. Talk, it's all Republicans are
0: talking. They're all Republicans and conservatives are talking about. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, and that's just a sample size. I didn't choose, you know, obviously all the emails that we, that we received and I was hoping to get more Thanksgiving emails, but our friend Neil came through, um, uh, you know, with a really good one. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's what everybody's talking about. And, and, and I imagine it's going to, rem, you know, remain that way for some time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you're gonna, eager to talk to Mrs. Bennett.
0: Yeah. Those t- table manners rules and, uh, Uh, Can I tell you a little bit about the book? Well, this is what I want to do. You and Mrs. Bennett, speaking of Mrs. Bennett, you have a project that you guys just released the 30th anniversary of the Book of Virtues, right?
1: Exactly right. And it's an update of the Book of Virtues, which was published in 93, end of 93. And 30th anniversary edition. We're a little early, but not much. Uh, And it's uh, got news stories, about 30% news stories. And um, updated for another generation. I and mean, if we needed it then, we even need it more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, families crumbling, um, trust in institutions at an all-time low. Uh, animosities are very deep, very strong. Um, I'm not sure if we have confidence schools will teach character in the right way. So um, parents, it's always been up to parents first and foremost, but maybe even more so today. Well, the book is organized in that, um, you know, each chapter virtues like virtue of work or self-discipline or courage starts with a very simple story. And then as you move on in that chapter, each chapter is about 60 pages. Um, the selections get more complex, more difficult, not more difficult, but re- require a more sophisticated reading level. Mm-hmm. So it's for all ages. And um, you can read the, the, up, the upfront stories to a young child. Take the chapter on work, you can read the "Ant and the grasshopper ants were gathering up corn and the grasshopper wanted to bo- bo- borrow some and ants said well we were working while you were singing why don't you sing less and work more uh, and then um, at the end we have the strenuous life speech of Teddy Roosevelt you know Um man who's in the fight in the arena uh it's uh it's about being engaged and being at work and there's an issue there because we have something like seven million men we had that interview with nick eberstadt seven million men able-bodied 25 to 55 Mm -hmm. who are not in the workforce at all and they're not looking and they're at home doing screen time it's a serious matter and um, cultivation of the virtues in our kids is something we have to do every generation each time. So we think this is a great book for parents, grandparents. And um Mrs. Bennett will have more to say. She's my co author on this mm-hmm. selected a lot of the stories and has a lot to say. And she's um, really dug into the friendship chapter because of her you know, her sure. work of course Best is Friends. Best Friends. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So but you'll talk to her about that. Yes. Can't wait to have her on. So it's become a yearly tradition that we started on the radio show and now we're continuing with the podcast. It is Mrs. Bennett's table rules for Thanksgiving dinner. And maybe not just for Thanksgiving dinner, maybe for dinner, period. However, I think for Thanksgiving, we just uh, focus on uh, on these rules. Mrs. Bennett, how are you?
2: I am great, Claude. Looking forward to Thanksgiving. And I know you are, too. You have a wonderful one always with your family. And we just love Thanksgiving here. It's, uh, it's, Truly, about being thankful and being together and and sharing good food and and uh, companionship and just the kinds of things without gifts, uh, unless somebody wants to bring an extra pumpkin pie, uh,
1: <laughs> which is
2: always appreciated. Yes, but there's there's it's it's something that I, that we think uh, and and our family and I'm sure you're doing yours that it is an opportunity to really express gratitude gratitude to the fact that our, that we're together, that uh, we love each other, that we have food to share, and that we have comforts, and to our maker, uh, whatever faith you happen to be, um, that's the beauty of Thanksgiving. But we just think it's, it's a, an opportunity for children, really, to learn. Right. And <laughs> that's the serious aspect of it. Then there's another aspect, which I decided, oh, gosh, after uh, our youngest son, Joe, uh, who was a Marine at the time, They say once a Marine, always a Marine, Uh, was invited to dinner, actually, at Hugh Hewitt's house. He could not join us for Thanksgiving. He was serving at Dana Point in California. And I started thinking, oh, my gosh, I hope I have schooled him correctly in in, in, in the appropriate table manners. Uh So this uh, Mrs. Bennett's Rules for Thanksgiving grew out of a text that I sent to Joe that I decided to, you know, part a serious text but with some lighthearted moments that he actually shared at the dinner Mm-hmm. And that the rest is 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 history. Bill picked up on it and you've picked up on it and um uh sometimes I feel a little odd reading it at my own dinner table when sure. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are guests present. Uh it it's a it was an in-house uh memo that has kind of gained uh notoriety.
0: And this has become <laughs> a favorite for people who listen to the show <laughs> and email in they always want to make sure that we want to do this every year. And uh, so we've got to do this. We've got to do the 12 rules.
2: Well, thank you. And thank you for asking me to do this. And thanks to these wonderful listeners who re- who care. That that gives me great uh great great comfort <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that people still care about good manners. So I'll go through them and then if you would like to elaborate, Claude.
1: Sure. Um
2: you have uh, you have wonderful manners. So You may have some things you may wish to add, but number one, napkin in the lap.
0: Okay. To
2: something, uh, my sons, I still have to say, excuse me, point to the napkin to get it (laughs) right there in the lap. It's important. Have to get it off the table in the lap. Number two, drink only from the glass or glasses to the right over the knife. Okay, And the knife will be to the right of your plate. Number three, your bread and butter plate and your salad plate is to the left over the fork. And that is a good reason that we try to teach children knife and spoon on the right, fork on the left. Okay. Now, someone taught me, uh, actually, a principal in DC Public school says, Elaine, a good way to remember this is BMW. Most kids know that a BMW is a car, it's a right. great thing, uh, and teenagers and college age kids and beyond. But she explained it like this bread, meal, water, meaning your oh, water's okay. always to the right. So we use this phrase with our Diamond Girls and Best Men when we had some lovely luncheons in the city and they were interested in learning etiquette. Mm-hmm. So we used the, the, the idea of BMW and they got it down. Uh, I have discovered that privileged kids do not always grab
1: those <laughs> <favorites>
2: <laughs> as quickly. <laughs> um, number four, no talking with your mouth full.
0: Okay, yep. And I'll go. just
2: leave that one right there <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. Number five, try very hard not to spill your food on the table and up the front of your shirt. <laughs> and especially on your tie mm-hmm. if you're wearing one, which I think is a very nice um, tribute to your hostess if you do show up in a tie.
1: Sure. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, my boys are genetically predisposed (laughs) to filling things up the front, and I will not tell them which part of their genetic heritage that came from. Mm -hmm.
0: Something tells Uh, me that people can (laughs) guess. I think they know where
2: where they may get that from. (laughs) I will. I will leave that up to the audience. Number six, and I think this is important and is is not followed uh, that closely in this day and age, but wait until the lady of the house is seated and has raised her fork. There you go. Okay. It's just important not to dive in. It's a sign of respect to wait until, and most of the time it is as she mm-hmm. is seated, and then once that fork is raised then the other people at the dining table may raise their fork i have told people at my house as i'm running back and forth please it's warm uh don't wait for me
0: that's what i was going to ask because sometimes mm-hmm. we'll come across these much like yourself gracious hosts uh, hostesses who are doing so much And they said, no, don't Mm -hmm. wait. Don't wait. Do we insist to wait? What's that back and forth? If they, if they insist that we go, we just go ahead and go or.
2: Well, there is a point and there's a number seven, Mm -hmm. always wait, especially at significant meals for a prayer or blessing for the food. Mm -hmm. So the host or the hostess can stand and say, we'd like to now bless our food at that point. The hostess, as I have done, can say, please begin eating while I go and fetch the hot gravy. Oh. So <laughs> I'm giving <laughs> I'm giving those a, uh, you know, a little door of opportunity here. But it is very nice, especially Thanksgiving to give thanks. Uh, number eight, do not blow your nose at the table. <laughs> yeah seen it done
0: yeah that's, uh, that's uh, the reason a, behind my laugh yes
2: and <laughs> especially in your napkin Yeah, yes um right. that's not allowed ever any way shape or form <laughs> now number nine and i have a reason if you are serving wine with your dinner mm-hmm. and you happen to be uh at the head of the table or even depending on or even a guest Do not place the wine bottle on the floor by your chair. (laughs) I will not elaborate on this much further uh, (laughs) other than to say that has been done at my dinner table Mm -hmm. to my great dismay. (laughs) Um, Number 10, do not punctuate your sentences in any way with your silverware. Oh, yeah. As okay, you are correct. trying to make yeah. a, pe- a point, you do not make that point with your knife mm-hmm. or as you are eating and your fork is in your hand and you're having a discussion. Do not sw- swirl <laughs> <laughs> swirl your fork around in the air, yeah. um, particularly when trying to say, OK, hurry up, hurry up. If <laughs> I've seen that done. Number 11, always, always. Personally thank the hostess and tell her the food was delicious. Yes. That is so important. Just a a word to the hostess. This was a just a delicious Thanksgiving, a delicious dinner. Thank you so much.
0: Is it okay to point out uh specific dishes that you liked? Or should you just leave it? Well, there that's entire?
2: that's always this was this, you know, thank you so much. The the dinner was delicious. I especially enjoyed the oh, blank.
0: There we
2: go. There we go. Okay. Um This is especially important if you have left enough food on the floor under your chair for the family dog's next meal. (laughs) I have had that happen where nary a word was said Mm -hmm. that this uh, individual enjoyed the food, but there was a (laughs) lot of food under the chair. (laughs) (laughs) And number 12, if you want your mother to go to her grave with a peaceful heart, offer to clear the table, mm-hmm. take out the garbage, and always, always follow up with a handwritten thank you note. Uh, an email is a, is, a, is a second best, but not the ultimate. Um, I have on file all of the handwritten notes from the young people, especially, and, and older people, too who have joined us at many dinners, especially Thanksgiving, and I treasure them. I go back and reread them. I have to tell you, the file has gotten thinner okay. in the past several years mm-hmm. as people have resorted to texting and emails. It's just a lovely thing to do. Sure. And some of these time-honored traditions are um, ones that if we don't, if we don't encourage them, Claude, they're not, they're going to fade away. Right.
0: They won't last. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for the table rules. Now we've got two other things we've got to talk about. Okay. Bill oftentimes on the show talks about the, um, I think it's called, he calls it the, the, the trial turkey or the test turkey. (laughs) What's this all about?
2: Uh you can call it the trial, the rehearsal or the gravy turkey. Right. <laughs> um after years, I think I've cooked Thanksgiving dinner now every Thanksgiving for 40 years. Wow. <laughs> Wherever I happen to be, mm-hmm. Uh, even in my first years of marriage and I invite my mother and I was I was anxious that sure, I no measure sure. up because she was a wonderful, wonderful cook and she taught me a lot. But she didn't teach me. Uh, she often liked to be in the kitchen on her own because she thought that um, her children just might mess things up. Sure, so she, yeah. <laughs> she banished us from the kitchen, but I made her teach me how to make gravy. Mm -hmm. when I was much older but the gravy turkey I hit upon when I realized that we would always run out of gravy and my dear husband wanted turkey the next day with gravy on it (laughs) he wanted a sandwich open-faced with gravy (laughs) and cranberry and I make a cran fresh cranberry mold on the Mm -hmm. side although he's been known to grab the canned cranberry (laughs) and the Uh, The gravy turkey, in fact, I just made one yesterday and I don't pay, I don't fret over it. I just Mm -hmm. put it in the oven at 275. But my whole purpose of that turkey clon Mm -hmm. is to have more drippings for gravy. So I have double the amount of gravy. Okay. And as I've discovered, I also have lots of extra white meat and dark meat because we have, I happen to enjoy dark meat. Mm -hmm. So this one really um, was a surprise to me because I didn't kind of put it in there, put a little butter on it, stuck an onion and a a stalk of celery in. But I cooked it at 275. Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting the drippings that I needed, Claude. So I added a little turkey stock Mm -hmm. and I continued to cook it. And I have to tell you, not only did I get wonderful drippings, but I got the best white meat I have
0: ever had. That's ever. what I heard. I heard that this trial turkey, <laughs> without even thinking about it or all the preparation, without uh-huh. caring at all, came out like the best
2: ever. Delicious. Just <laughs> delicious. In fact, it may make the, you know, the grand turkey, put it to shame. So I am slicing up. Uh, <laughs> So I'll have extra white meat. But Bill discovered that the trial turkey was in the oven. I mean, actually in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and had to have a turkey sandwich. He said, oh. this is the absolute best. So, <laughs> you know, I didn't get organic. Yeah. I good old butterball. And this one was frozen. Now I have a fresh one for Thanksgiving.
0: Okay. Right. That
2: I will cook that morning, but I'm going to go to the long, slow method.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And try <laughs> not to stress over it. Because obviously the stress, you know, the, the less stress on the first one, you know, came up. <laughs> so well,
2: and this was this was a stress free turkey. Mm-hmm. And somehow he just decided he was just going to reward me. Because I actually took the turkey out, drained the drippings off, let it sit out for a while, kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Then I said, "Oh, I better cook it some more." Threw it back in for a little longer, <laughs> and then I kept ranging the temperature between about three. Then I put it up to three hundred fifteen, and it got crisp. It was also a beautiful turkey. Nice. So. I I guess my message is after many years, I guess this is probably when I count it up, uh, I guess I've done probably the hundredth turkey I've cooked because of two, two turkeys for the last uh, few years, many, well, the last 10 years, I think that take stress out of it, be happy. And maybe the key is the two turkeys, your stress-free one, two days or three days before,
0: <laughs> and then
2: you know you've got turkey, right?
0: <laughs> right.
2: So no matter what happens, you've got a stress-free turkey. That's right. So my, uh, and this is to new cooks, newly uh, new new hostesses who are worried, you know, and they. I read all the books, read all the stuff on how to do turkey. And the best is baste it with butter. If you don't want to put, you don't want to dress your turkey or, you know, put your you inside is dressing. Outside is stuffing. You like to do different things in in pans and both are delicious. I do both. I put dressing, I'll stuff my turkey and then I'll also have a pan of, of dressing. with different things in it particularly if you like to put oysters or you put some people like almonds some people put cranberries but just do it with love and do it with the idea that you've got your loved ones your your family your friends around the table Mm -hmm. and it'll taste delicious
0: there you go and if I can steal five more minutes from you um, the 30th anniversary of the Book of Virtues. Of the Book of
2: absolutely, Virtues. Uh, absolutely. We're out so and cool.
0: available now. Yeah, and you were able, you know, and, and uh, you co-authored this. Uh, let's talk about the, the, the new stories and, and what's important and why we're talking about values and bringing them back to the forefront uh, nowadays.
2: Well, and I have to thank Simon and Schuster for this. They suggested that because Bill had had referred to me often throughout this process. And I did work very hard um, with the illustrations and the children's books, which I just adore these stories um, in the book of verse, which is a new one, the 30th anniversary edition have some of the time honored stories have uh, some of the, the children's stories have new material. And I'm as, as I read it, I'm just, so thrilled with it i want to take my children back you know 20 years Mm -hmm. and uh reread them but now i have fabulous grand a grandson who is (laughs) too soon and i'm going to have a second grandchild Mm -hmm. his little sister is going to be born in the next (laughs) few months so we're delighted but one of the things I discovered, Claude, is that when you ask people what are the virtues, mm-hmm. and they'll come up with a few, um, but but some people are a little confused. What uh, you know is what is a virtue? Is uh, someone said the other day? Well, is it integrity? I said well, that sounds like a good one. And in, in the book of virtues, we have self-discipline, faith, responsibility, courage, compassion, loyalty, honesty. Friendship and persistence, which is an interesting term, you know, persistence. The story that I think is so important that I learned growing up, but I'm not sure children today know about who Helen Keller was and what she had to overcome and her teacher. And the beauty of these stories is that you can read them in 15 minutes and and you have your and the point comes across. If you, if you need to make a point to your child, particularly if you're seeing that he or she is in need of instruction, you don't have to read a long, long story. These are quick stories that, that make the point beautifully. And I read, reread uh, Annie Sullivan and uh, Helen Keller. And Helen was, due to a childhood illness, at two became uh, blind and deaf, if you can imagine having that kind of a handicap. And Anne came in and through her in just in- incredible ability and, and, and here you go, persistence, mm-hmm. loyalty, compassion, she was able to break through the darkness that was Helen Keller's world. Mm-hmm. And Helen Keller went on to become just an amazing um, person. She lectured, she wrote books, she traveled all over the world. She, she learned to speak. She had kind of an odd, kind of high speaking voice, but no matter what she said was just so worth hearing. And I think Bill is the one who quoted this. It was a beautiful story, a beautiful quote, that no friendship is as sacred as that between student and teacher, and um, Helen Keller will be the first to say that the most important day of her life was when her teacher came to her. said, so "When my teacher came to me." And I just think that's a, a story that any of us who are moved to teach children, whether it's our own children or our classroom of children, um, it's just a, it's just a lovely. A lovely story and a true story and there is actually a movie about it Mm -hmm. so her teacher turned her childhood that began in darkness and loneliness she turned it into a life of much joy and and learning and so I I thought I always thought that was a just a, a great story for for young people to know about and I don't think a lot of young people today know who Father Flanagan was Mm, and what Boys Town. I have seen advertisements now for Boys Town. It's now for girls as well, which is which is great. But in 1917, uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, he noticed that the group that was causing trouble in Omaha were boys with no fathers, Mm -hmm. no one to show them right from wrong. Uh, Many of them had no mothers either. And they just became, as they called them then, you know, trouble kids, troubled kids. And he said, I'm going to start a home, a house, which he did. He went around, asked for, for help in the community. And he said, I'm going to start a house and I'm going to take the most troubled boys first and put them where they can feel safe. And he did that. And there was just a transformation of, of these young boys and then people realized that he was doing something terrific and he got more resources they actually built their own uh, as they call it called boys town their own facility and one day a boy came to the to boys town who had no parents and he couldn't walk and one of the other boys who was there picked him up and was hoisting him you know on his back carrying him you know just like you've seen the pictures of the Marines who and the other soldiers right carry mm-hmm. their comrades off the field, you know, on their back. And uh, Father Flanagan said, "Isn't he's too heavy for you? Just wait." And he said, "Father, he's not too heavy. He's my brother, and I I have that statue, and of course I have two sons, so that was particularly meaningful t- to me. But right. you know, he's my brother. She's my sister." Mm -hmm. And they weren't related. They weren't related uh, by blood, but he felt that this newcomer, this this young boy, he was at Boys Town with him and now he was his brother. You don't have to be, you know, blood relatives to feel brotherhood and the same way with sister. You know, she's my sister. She's he's my brother. Mm -hmm. But I think to 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 read that story is one that that could make a difference. It's a story that we kind of pulled through some other stories. And uh, Pauline Hamlet, who was the principal who opened the doors uh, to best friends when Bill was secretary of ed and um, Amadon elementary was our um, adopted school. And her husband was officer Hamlet. Mm-hmm. So he's a character in this and how to share a watch officer Hamlet and helping others and, um Doing doing good, and so she finds an opportunity when it's her turn to help, and it's just it's just a beautiful story.
0: Absolutely, and you would you would know, uh you know, we talk about the Best Friends Foundation all the time on the show. You have your sleeves rolled up, and you're doing the work right there in Washington D.C. in the schools where it's needed most. And so for your work with the children's uh, with the uh, with the Book of Virtues and your Best Friends work, and also making sure we're uh, you know have our uh T's crossed and our I's dotted on Thanksgiving at the dinner table. Thank you so much right. for everything that you do and um and joining us on the show today.
2: Well and thank you Claude for, for just being uh the great man that you are the fact that you're such a good husband and such a good father to Manny and and as I'm finding out you're a you know you are a good son in law and you you know you respect your mother-in-law and, um, you know, as a mother-in-law now, I'm loving that.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And
2: I wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving for you and Sierra. And I know you'll have a, be with a big crowd. We have 11 this year.
0: Oh, nice.
2: And nice. I'm told 11 and, and a toddler.
0: There you go. <laughs> and William,
2: young William. So oh, yeah, happy.
0: yeah. He's and by the for- way, he, he young William is just adorable. He's captivating. You can't you can't look him in the eyes and not be captivated by him. He's got a great smile, wonderful eyes, and just he a does. great personality too. He's got a great personality.
2: He does. And he's particularly he thinks you're very cool. <laughs> so you gotta, he just wants to see you and run in and and uh, and and have you throw that football.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We we played some football. We played some football uh, not too long ago. So, well, thank you, Mrs. Bennett. I really appreciate it. This is well. Great.
2: Thank you, Claude. It's a pleasure.
0: All right, everybody. That's the Thanksgiving edition of the Bill Bennett Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, email the show, Bill Podcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Uh, you know, we didn't get a lot of Thanksgiving emails and I understand why everyone's got concerns about, you know, <laughs> the, the country and uh, politics and, and and where the country is headed. Um, but hopefully during this season, we can, you know, pause, uh, be thankful for what we have, spend time with your family and friends. But just email in, you know, what you did for Thanksgiving, what you're going to do over the holiday season. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Bill Bennett podcast at gmail.com. All right. We'll catch up next week.